everybody. Hi. Welcome back to the Ladies', Ladies Choice. Choice. How y'all doing? Welcome. If you don't know, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Alexis. And today, in comes company. In comes company. I love company. Yes. I love company. I'm so happy we're talking about company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided that today. I was like, well, we haven't done a company episode quite yet, so... Here we are. Yeah, because I feel like it's not like the obvious choice Mm -hmm. when you think about, you know, the original company. Sure. But we were fortunate enough to see the revival of company. And that's definitely a topic I feel like we could really delve into. Definitely. There's so many different – I wouldn't say there's so many themes in company, but the ones that there are are very – there's just so much material and very relevant – in today's society mm-hmm. um and company was the first show i ever saw on broadway yeah. i saw it with kennedy and alexis we had such good seats too we did and it we was, were right on the edge right yeah mm-hmm. exactly it was such a good first show to see and it was so special and it was kind of like a last minute decision to go see company yeah um but i'm happy we made that decision because i loved it and yeah. it was i remember just being so impressed with the set and obviously, Patti LuPone's performance. Oh my God. Um, like, who gets to say that, like, their first Broadway show is, like, Patti LuPone? Patti LuPone. I'll never forget seeing her walk out on that stage with that Tiffany bag. <laughs> that was so iconic. Like, and uh, I just remember kept, I kept looking over to Alexis and Kennedy. I couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely a great first, first show. Yes. Now, before we dive into all things company, we want to give a little bit of Broadway buzz. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot to talk about this week. What's buzzing? What's buzzing? I don't know why I do that. So today, the cast of Funny Girl had their CD signing the day we were recording this. Yes. And um, I wish we could be coming back here and telling our story of meeting Leah Michelle and the cast of Funny Girl. Sorry. It's not your fault. Um... I could have gone if I wanted to, but I didn't because I didn't think it was going to be as fun without Vanessa and Uh with, yeah, I mean, like, I would just feel so guilty too. Like, what? I don't know. I would just feel so. Please, you are Rachel Berry. There's no need to be guilty. I know that, but once again, it wasn't going to be as fun if I didn't go without you and Kennedy Mm. and it just wasn't going to be like one of those memories. I unfortunately could not get out of my work obligations, Mm -hmm. but trust me. The FOMO was there, especially knowing you're so close. It would be different if I was, like, in Chicago or something. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, yeah, obviously that's not possible. But knowing I could have, like, possibly gone and yeah. I can't because of work. And we could, we could have tried. Like, I could have gone just to get the tickets and the CDs. And then, like, you could have possibly left early and we could have gone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. It's fine. I feel like maybe one day we'll run into Leah. Yeah, we'll actually be able to hang out with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, the Rachel Berry. It'll be like a Jonathan Groff situation. That's what It'll I manifest Yeah, one-on-one. Yeah, I yeah. just have a lot of questions, um, a lot of comments, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. But it, from the looks of it, it looked like a very fun um, event. I think that's so cool that they did that. To, yeah. You know, boost CD sales and just – you know, allow fans of the show to interact with the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Ramin and Tova. It was super cool. Um, and yeah, if you got to go. Happy for you. Happy for you. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky you. Got to see Funny Girl. Yep. Um, Next up on the list, we are going to talk about um, Jinx Monsoon makes her Broadway debut in Chicago as Matron Mama Morton. Yes. That was pretty iconic. Um, Very I'm not a huge drag race, like, viewer, 
watcher fan what is it like right audience member sure you have it like i haven't seen i've never seen like rupaul's drag race from like as a viewer i've only seen clips of it mm-hmm. Same. um but we've gone to plenty of Oh yeah, drag shows. We frequent, and we are drag shows. very big fans of the art. I think mm-hmm. it's such an incredible, t- like, it's just an incredible talent to have, and it, you you just see how much work is put into it, how much effort. Yep. And yeah, so if you ever go to a drag show, tip your drag queens tip. very well, um, because they are out here just doing fantastic work, and mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a thankless job. So exactly. go and enjoy the show, but don't forget to tip. The point being um that's so iconic jinx monsoon made her broadway debut i've been seeing a ton of uh clips of that all over everywhere i feel like yeah tiktok um i don't know and then chicago is a show i really want to see so mm-hmm. she sounded we- so good too oh my gosh we should try to go see it with her that would be great i would love to see chicago so i it's one of the shows i really need to see this year um and yeah, I really, if tickets get more affordable, yeah. I say we book them. Yep, I agree. But that's pretty much all we had for the Broadway buzz. Yep, that's pretty much it. So now let's jump into today's topic, Company. So Company is a musical with music and lyrics by the myth, the man, the legend, uh, Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. What an icon, rest in peace. Yes, RIP. And book is by George Firth. The original 1970 production was nominated for a record-setting 14 Tony Awards, and it won six of them. Company was written in a style without a chronological linear path, Mm -hmm. and its story depicts the internal observations of its lead character, Robert. And Company is a concept musical composed of short vignettes linked by Robert's 35th birthday. Yes. Such a fun little concept. Yeah, I love that the progression of this story is Mm non-linear. I think it's very, um, if people have, uh, described it as trailblazing it's mm-hmm. a dark it's definitely a dark comedy and I definitely think that it's just so unique in its uh storytelling methods and you could really see that it probably pioneered a lot of concept musicals yes so what I love about company well when we saw it we saw the revival obviously yes and I think it was just so smart and it makes so much more sense for it to be gender swapped Exactly. It makes a lot more sense um, because I don't feel as if there is as much pressure on men to get married by a certain age Mm -hmm. as there is to women. Oh, I agree. I think, you know, every time I talk to my family, at least a few Mm. few of those members of Convert, the topic of me having a boyfriend is always brought up. Always. Always. Yeah, same. Um, And I understand it. I understand that – idea I feel like a lot of people especially older generations that's kind of like the natural steps to meet a guy settle down Mm -hmm. um and in the revival that we saw uh with uh the woman playing Bobby she's gonna turn 35 and still single Mm -hmm. so I definitely think women in society face a I don't know not a threat but a lot more pushback um, and pressure and just questioning from everybody in their life to, you know, why, why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? Like there's so many different, um, I think layers that go into that. Yeah. And it's not even just like from other people. It could be on yourself too, because your biological clock is ticking too. Cause by yeah. a certain time, like men don't have to worry about hitting a certain age and being able to reproduce. I right. mean, if they're healthy, you know, 
women do. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that causes a lot of um, pressure and stress upon women. And I think it was just so smart to gender swap it. And yeah, I really enjoy this musical a lot. Yeah. So I think I would, I definitely prefer having a woman play Bobby Mm -hmm. rather than a man, just because I do think it is just more relevant and realistic. Mm -hmm. not saying musicals have to be realistic, but I do think it's just more... The message comes across... There's a bigger message, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Because you can really see... Well, I think the performance uh, we saw by Katrina Link, she was um, our Bobby. And I think I really enjoyed her performance. I I think she had really great... She's a great actor. Great actress, I should Mm -hmm. say. What did you think of Katrina? Oh, I think she was great. Great. Um, yeah, Katrina was lovely. Matt Doyle obviously won. Oh, yes, he won the Tony Tony for his performance. Mm -hmm. I remember watching Company, uh, and then just I kept staring at Matt Doyle. I was like, Where do I know you from? (laughs) And he was Jonathan on Gossip Girl, a very, very small role. He played Eric Vander Woodson's boyfriend for a little bit. Um, but again, back then they weren't having too many too many actual scenes together um but yeah that's and the fact that he won a tony it's i didn't even know he could sing and then i saw him in the show and it just all it all clicked isn't that so cool that like you could go see broadway shows like you're in the same room as someone that's literally been on like tv it is i think yeah i think i was talking about that last week how it's just so normal to see these stars that are on tv like hit shows that we all know and love Mm -hmm. just casually you know daniel radcliffe jesse tyler ferguson like it's insane how these people are just yeah i think because like broadway and new york city now has just become so normalized mm-hmm. like when you like at least to us because we live yeah. here and like i work with a ton of people that have been on broadway mm-hmm. and it just seems like oh yeah like every day normal it's just thing. another job just another job like whatever but to but people it's yeah to people in the middle of america or even who we were a year ago. We'd be like, oh my God, yeah. this is crazy. It's still, it, I think it's a very special experience to mm-hmm. see a Broadway show. Oh yeah. And I always tell people, whatever you think of Broadway, like you should definitely, while you're in New York, at least see one, you know, just see anything because like you really don't get that same experience yeah. anywhere else. No, nowhere else. It's definitely a bucket list kind of like mm-hmm. to do. You have, yeah. even if you don't like musicals, you don't like theater, it's just, I think every person should go see a Broadway show just to say that they've done it. Of course. And I think it's, and that's why I'm so grateful that company was my first Mm -hmm. Broadway show because it was so well done. So entertaining and full circle. Yes. Very full circle. I love how we just like tied that up with a pretty little bow. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Beautiful. Beautiful. So a main theme of this show is being single relationships and marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you and I can both relate to being single. You can relate yeah. to being in a relationship. No, yeah. but we can't yet relate to marriage. No, cannot. Um, so I think I can, t- even though I'm not 35 yet mm-hmm. and I'm very young, I can relate to feeling like everyone around you is seamlessly getting into relationships. They seem very, you know, happy. Um, and you're just single. Mm-hmm. You haven't had those experiences yet. So But to me, luckily, I feel like I've always been very content. I've never prioritized having a relationship in my life. I've never really sought it out. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, we all have crushes. I um, have always 
you know, liked people, blah, blah, blah. But I think I've always been comfortable being single and Mm -hmm. it hasn't uh, really become, I feel like, too much of my identity because I know a lot of people that are single it's their it's their entire personality. Yeah, they hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, I hate I'm that. I'm a big like I'm a I love like you could ask anyone. I love Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Like I always preach how much I love it. And I had a Valentine's Day party last year, so I, I'm a big the hearts, the pink, and I love love. I love relationships. I think it's mm-hmm. so you know when I see a healthy relationship, I'm the most supportive of it, and I'm always cheering people on. Yeah, but if I see a not so healthy relationship, it's you know my opinions will be known uh, eventually true. but um <laughs> yeah I don't know what do you what can you relate to um I could definitely relate to be to being single because mm-hmm. I've been single most of my life mm-hmm. um I've been in one relationship and as we know that didn't turn out too well mm-hmm. um but you know what you live and you learn correct um always I can relate to Bobby now like the female version of Bobby obviously um because i been on both ends of the spectrum. I've mm-hmm. been single and really, really wanting to be in a healthy relationship. Yeah. I've also been in a relationship and it not being so healthy and mm-hmm. missed being single, but also was scared of being alone. Mm-hmm. And now I feel really, really good being single and not wanting and just seeing a lot of other relationships and fearing being in another relationship Mm -hmm. because there's so many things that I see in other relationships that I just, I do not want. Right. I remember my past relationship. I don't want that again. Yeah. I'm scared to like recommit to someone and deal with all of the anxiety and the stress that that brings. Yeah. I I can definitely relate to that seeing relationships and knowing that's not what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it just, there's just so much heartbreak involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, I've definitely enjoyed. I think being single, you have this freedom to just kind of focus on you. Um, but not saying that when you're in a relationship, you can't do that. You obviously can. No, but I feel like right now, like if I were, because I, I even tell Valeria, one of my friends slash coworkers, I would always tell her, stay single as long as possible. Especially mm-hmm. if you've never been in a relationship, don't force it. Because I feel like there's no need. Yeah, I feel like I kind of forced my relationship a little bit because I knew it wasn't right. But because I wanted to be in a relationship, I stayed. Yeah. And you ma- you manifested a relationship. Mm. I mean, you always talked about it during that time. Yeah. I, I remember I saying like, oh, I feel like I'm going to have a boyfriend soon. And I did, you know. And um, but I would just – my advice, don't be in a relationship because what you don't know – ignorance is bliss, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's, it's so going- – True. You, yeah, you don't know how it's going to affect you until you're in that yeah. relationship. And if it's not 100% a person that you could, like, genuinely see yourself having a future with, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's so not worth it. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't feel lonely now at all. But once you do know what it feels like to have someone there with you all the time and then you lose that mm-hmm. – that loneliness you will feel. Yeah. But you wouldn't have known that loneliness had you never been with that person. Exactly. That's why I feel like almost never being in a relationship has has helped me in many ways because I all I know is, you know, riding solo. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't have any issues with that. I think that's I think any woman, any man, any any person can, you know, if if they don't prioritize finding love, like and they're happy on their own, that's totally 
totally normal and fine. Yeah. Um, and I was always happy on my own. Like I never felt like I needed somebody there, but I just wanted to experience it. Like sure. I wanted to feel like, like to understand what it was that everybody else was going through. Like, why couldn't I have that? I want to know what that's like, you know? Mm-hmm. So now looking back, I wish I would have just waited. Actually, you know what? I don't wish because I learned so much yeah. about myself, about life. I grew up a lot. I mm-hmm. understood men better, um, which is a whole other freaking topic. Um, but yeah. So you I, understood this musical better? I understood this musical better. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like I can relate to, it's, it's helped my craft a lot. Like mm-hmm. I can relate to songs better. I could relate to, you know, I have things to pull from now. Of course. Um, Bobby's character, I think, uh, serves as a great protagonist because mm-hmm. you have all these other people around her and completely different. You know, you have a couple that are getting married. Mm-hmm. Um in the revival or yeah, the revival, you have a gay couple getting married, which I think is so great. Um, yeah. They changed Jamie the Amy and, and Paul. Paul. They should to, to Jamie and Paul. That was such a entertaining scene. That oh, entire, so uh, good. he sings um, not getting married today, which you know, the first time I heard that song, it was from no other than Emma Pillsbury. <laughs> so that was my first experience with the song, but hearing how it's actually supposed to be done in the scenario, it was really cool. Um, but I think the way they did it on Lee was great too. <laughs> but uh, once again, this song works better. This song works better for a man. Because yeah, men feel does. more scared. They get cold set, feet. They more. get cold feet. They get more like scared of settling down. Yeah. So it just it just works so much better. Yeah, opinion. I agree. I think, you know, Emma was right to have cold feet too, I feel like. Oh yeah, she with, was valid. You know, with I mean Mr. Shu. Mr. Shu as, you know, Finn as his best man. I get a little cold feet too. I mean, could you imagine <laughs> Finn Hudson? Like right before you're getting married, the 19-year-old best man lays one on you. Yeah. And then you have Sue in the same dress. Okay. Sorry. Glee. You know, we always the have glee our little glee moments. Over. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think I loved all the changes they made in the revival. Mm-hmm. And just making, again, it more relevant, more representative of what society actually looks like. Yeah. And I think... Which is very well done overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think with that, being single during, you know, your 20s or, you know, and she's, Bobby's coming into her 30s, you can see how she's just very feeling pulled in different directions, mm-hmm. uh, kind of trying to see what's the right path. And, you know, at that point, you're. I feel like a lot of women or anybody, they're going to think that something's wrong with them. Like, why... Am I not good enough to be loved, good enough to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship? And I think her performance really shows shows that very clearly. And her performance of being alive, being alive, I feel like is a very, I think it's a very layered song. I think it's Mm -hmm. just beautiful and the lyrics hold so much weight. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, I think it's a song that's just holds a lot of passion and, it's all like the really highs and lows of a relationship, what it means to love someone, the risk, the reward. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really understand the song too much until, you know, I was in a relationship. Yeah. Just because I didn't – first of all, when I heard the song the first time, I didn't know the yeah. story of Company. I heard Kurt Hummel sing. Yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, Kurt Hummel. I heard him sing. Company as his auditioning. Exactly. So no wonder why I didn't understand it. 
maybe <laughs> if I like watched it in the context of the show, then right. I would I would have understood it from yeah because like get-go. we just heard it at the winter showcase winter showcase after um rachel sings a holy night and and the, yeah encore. the encore song yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but um seeing it how it's supposed to be done yeah definitely changes it and it makes more sense mm-hmm. um i don't know why it would be carmen thibodeau's least favorite audition song just because i think it's overdone mm-hmm. at least for men probably oh you're probably right for men it's really overdone that makes sense. That's why I want to sing it at work because no one ever sings that song. It'd be a great oh, audition you should. song. Yeah. Definitely should. Yeah. Um, okay. And we wanted to dedicate an entire little portion of this episode all to Miss Queen. Queen Patty. Patty LaPone. Lapone. Oh, we were so graced uh, and blessed and honored to be in the same vicinity as her, watching her do what she does best. And that is entertain um she's like this brassy broad yes <laughs> if you don't know who patty lapone is i ooh, uh that's a lot you class. might want to turn this off um, patty lapone uh trailblazer icon I, I mean even if you don't know who patty lapone is i know you know who pays her salary yeah yeah and that's chris Harper. that's chris hoffman um, we like saw this during like the height it was of that. so it was so entertaining. That was literally the time we saw it was when you would be on TikTok and everything was like, Oh yeah. Chris Hoppa pays, pays my salary. salary. <laughs> like, okay. Like, oh, please. Um, anyways. So yeah, Patty, she plays Joanne. Mm-hmm. And do you wanna discuss her a little bit? Yeah, so I love this character and she sings this incredible iconic song called Ladies Who Lunch. And I know we wanted to initially um Title, title our, our podcast, The Ladies Who Lunch. That's true. However, it's already a thing. It was already taken. It was and already taken. That's fair. First come. First come, first serve. Yeah, literally. So, yeah, she plays this very, um, you can see she has this very uh, sassy front mm-hmm. on. She doesn't let people in easily. Mm-hmm. And she's very real. Yeah, she's so real. And what I love about this character is she basically discusses, like, the concept of, aging as a woman and how mm-hmm. as you get older as a woman in society you kind of lose value mm-hmm. and I've heard many men talk about this so I know that this is true not true it shouldn't be true I don't I'm trying to word this properly but you know it, it, it exists it exists a, a mindset it's a mindset yeah it's a very common concept especially to men that very women, common misogynistic mindset exactly that women um lose their value when as they get older and the younger you are the more valuable or the more desirable I should say which is really sad um and you know the whole pressure of having to get pregnant and having to have babies because as we were talking about before you know we started recording how it's very rare you see an older woman with a younger guy Mm -hmm. but it's very common to see an older guy with a younger woman and that's just because that guy does not want to grow up. That's how I feel. Because I agree. guys know that women who are younger can be easily manipulated. Yeah, definitely. Easier to take advantage of. Exactly. And just because, you know, you woo her with all like the fancy things and you can say you're more mature mm-hmm. doesn't mean you actually are. Yeah. Just because you have the age, the number behind yeah. you. I think there's this very interesting 
just concept with women and aging and feeling shame for not looking how you did Mm, as -hmm. as a younger person. Exactly. But I think Jamie Lee Curtis says it best. Mm -hmm. She states simply and truly, aging is a privilege. It's true. Not many people get to grow old. Um, And how, you know, and it's, if you do get to grow old and see just life evolve, Mm -hmm. that is such a privilege in and of itself. And I'm not saying just because you get older, insecurities are going to go away. Mm. But I do think once you get older, uh, you start, you you stop caring less about those things and real, and you really realize what's important. Exactly. Vanity is not, should not be like, it's not, it's not, I feel like as you get older, you're not, you're thinking of like your family, Yeah. you know, spending those moments with your family that are very special and friends and life and experiencing those things rather than, you know, how you physically look. But again, that's not to say that women or men or whoever, they're not, a, oh, they shouldn't be able to get plastic surgery or anything. Yeah. That's kind of in their own. I think that just depends on the person and what you want. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for anybody to feel like they can get older and and still be treated, you know, the same. Yeah. And yeah, I that's I just I feel strongly about that because I think too many people get wrapped up in just so much societal pressure mm-hmm. to look a certain way. To you know, I feel like women even after they get they get pregnant, you see it time and time again. Um, them like forcing themselves back in the gym to bounce back, to bounce back yeah. so quickly. And I don't know if that can go into a whole other uh, topic, but I just feel like there's more of an expectation of women to maintain a certain look than there is on men. You can see, oh, you see them let themselves go all the time, mm-hmm. but women are still meant to, you know, produce and give birth, reproduce, I'm sorry, reproduce and look the same way they did, you know, in their fifties as they did when they were 20. Yeah. And just some food for thought. Yeah. And, like, even now, like, I'm not even 25 yet. I'm 24. Yeah. And sometimes, like, God, I just wish I looked like how I did when I was 19. But then I'm like, wait a second. I should not want to look older. like my 19-year-old self. I was basically a child, you know? Yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of women in their 20s are still kind of hung up on. Because how many times do you hear, oh, how I looked in high school? I wish I could look like that the way All in the high time. school. So many times. And I listen to people. I'm like, why do you want to look like your child? Because itself? I'm sure in high school you were complaining about exactly. your body or exactly. how you look too. But it's just not even that. It's just like that's the child version of you. Exactly. Why should we be aspiring to look like our children self, like mm-hmm. our child self, you know? And even like the weight thing of like, oh, how I – my weight in high school. That's like weird that as women – It is. Isn't that weird? Like I feel like nobody talks about it. It's weird that as women we want to go back to our child weight. Yeah, because I think, you know, a part of us or a part of people think like, oh, like I was so, I don't think people realize that, yes, you may look one certain way at 16, but as your body gets old or evolves, you go through different things. Like there's just so Hormones, many other factors yeah. that play into it that you, we can't be aspiring to, we can't aspire to relive the past, you mm-hmm. know? Um, we I think it's so important to be, just accepting and grateful for where you're at in your life in this current moment. Yeah. Um, Because I always say this, I feel like if you're constantly, you know, just thinking of the future and just wishing for great memories in the future and hoping for the future, you're manifesting a life for yourself where you're never happy in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just, I think everyone needs to kind of, in terms of 
aging or, you know, how your place in society, I think just being aware and accepting of who you are now and allowing yourself to, of course, you know, be, you know, I guess, mourn that time of your life, just being accepting that it's, it's over and, and having, and being content with where you are at now and knowing that you don't have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Um, And, you know, I think I saw this somewhere. I don't know where I saw it, but it was a quote that if everybody was on the same path, the road would be too busy. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So corny, but you know, here we are. Here we are. (laughs) And yeah, I just, I think I love the theme of, I think aging and and relationships in this show, because I think they really clearly show the, 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 what your mind goes through uh, when you're seeing everybody around you seem so far ahead in life and and you feel behind. Yeah. Especially when you're like the only single one in the friend group. Oh, story of my life. (laughs) I mean, not right now. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's bound to happen. Being the single friend in the group. We know what that's like at this current. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. We do. I have taken this lovely place for 22 years, <laughs> um, nearly 23 on February 25th. Um, I guess if I don't get into a relationship by that time, but I don't see anybody knocking at my door. Oh, um, anyways, so yeah, being a single friend for so long, like I mentioned, I don't think it was ever my identity, but I always had liked to crack jokes here and there. You know, when my friends are like, my friend Delilah, she's like, oh, my boyfriend just got me a bouquet for flowers, a, bu- a bouquet of flowers for no reason. I'm like, oh, like someone tell me, when is it my turn? Yeah. Don't I get a dream for myself? And <laughs> Starting now. It's going to be my turn. I did have those moments. Of course, I'm human. Yeah. All like my friends start getting into relationships, start having crushes. And they just, it just seemed like they were just growing up so much quicker than me. And I always felt like a late bloomer. To, I to felt everything. that too. Yes. And again, there's nothing wrong with being a late bloomer. I still don't have my driver's license. But, but you know what? But, it sucks because there's nothing wrong with it. Like mm-hmm. we know that. But I'm just going to say, guys, I hope, I, I know that you will find a great guy that won't be that way with you. But I was in a relationship where it was made so obvious that it was my first relationship. Uh, and when you hit like a certain age, guys expect you to know how to act and what everything is. And if you don't, like it's a problem. It's terrible. And it's it's sad because it's like I was constantly told, You're immature. Mm-hmm. You're you're immature. How do you not know this? Or like so something like that and like used against you. To normalize to be in a relationship in high school. Oh my it's god, can we talk way, about it? We need to talk about that. It's Meeting way, your soulmate at 15? Like, I don't know like, how realistic that not is. It's not realistic. Like, would be, it's just not realistic to even have, like, you know, any experience dating in high school. I agree. It's do just you, not. Do you know that TikTok where it's like, oh, I met the love of my life in college, and then they're like, not around here. Probably. Yeah, not, <laughs> not around here. here. And that was the case for me, middle school, high school, and college. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's too, like, I feel it's like glamorized. It's, it's too glamorized. They make it seem so easy. And it's not even just in media. It's just like all of everyone around here. I mean, everyone. I think if you you see it in shows that are meant for you know ten, nine, eight year olds. Yeah. Main. 
plot points are relationships and they're all in high school. Yeah. So when I was 13, 14, I was like, Oh, I didn't have any luck with relationships in, in middle school. No worries. Everyone I know on TV is That's in a relationship. I'm going to easily get into, I'm just going to have to go up to my locker, drop the book. Our hands will touch. And bada bing, I met my future husband. That's literally what so I thought. So I thought, you know, as soon as it happened, happened, um, I was going to go into high school with, and I was just going to have a boyfriend instantly that just didn't happen. So, and I was naive to think that like yeah. a guy would like look at me and think like, Oh, I like her. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. Let's like start dating. No, like yeah. guys will have like all these different options. It's just, I don't know. It's so, and I think it's so funny because people always tell me, Vanessa, you've got to put yourself out there. If you were to ask anybody, the first thing people describe me as is outgoing, yeah. is a people person. So I've yeah. done the work. <laughs> people so said that to I me just, in high school. I don't want to hear it. Like, oh, you're not open to it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I thought when like I like someone, it's obvious. Think, yeah. I'm just, I'm asking them, because I mean, granted, I do ask a lot of questions, but you know, I feel like to me, my flirting is always obvious, but I'm also very friendly. So sometimes people think I'm flirting. I mean, that's their third across. Um, but I will say it's not fair to have these expectations to fall in love so quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, being the single friend in the group, just seeing everyone around you get into a relationship so seamlessly and I'm, I wasn't the only single friend in the group but again to me it just always seemed that my friends have had these experience of like making out kissing like yeah so much more before so earlier before I did so like also too I always say this like if I really wanted to be talking to a bunch of guys right now I could but I believe in quality over quantity and it's just like I think that's another thing too with a lot of women is that they just want to talk to guys, not even necessarily guys that yeah. they're actually interested in. And that's in. totally fine. That's it, fine. It all depends on what you want. Exactly. But, like, for me, like, I'm not going to message and talk to a guy and put in all this effort if I genuinely didn't want to be with them. Yeah. And I think that's what's hard and that's what hurts because I feel like a lot of dating right now is I'm just, I'm just bored, so I'm going to talk to whoever, and then that's how people get hurt. Sure. Because those people weren't actually genuinely interested in them in the first place. I think that if both people, if you are, you know, using dating apps, I, the, if I were to use them, I, I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm not using dating apps ever again. Yeah. Um, I've never really tried it. Well, they say dating apps are out. Like, nobody. I, really I just feel like I live in one of the most romantic cities. Yeah. To, like, go on a dating app, it just seems kind of silly. I feel like, and I'm just, like I said, it's not something that I, I need that much right now to go on a dating app for, you know? No, I agree. Um, If it comes, I, I just want it to come naturally. Mm-hmm. Not, But again, I know many people that it's worked out from dating apps. So what yeah. I do whatever works for you. I hear the same but, too. But I think like with our personalities, we're so outgoing. Yeah, that's that's a good you point. You know, like that's a great point. some people just aren't as outgoing. I know. So they feel more comfortable with the whole getting to know someone first on the internet. And yeah. then as like an icebreaker. Right away, I would need to know if if, if the guy is going to like laugh at my jokes or not in person, yeah. real time. Yeah. And if it's just going to naturally click and there's going to be chemistry because you can't really tell by text. But again, no. it really depends on the person mm-hmm. um, or whatever, it's, whatever is most comfortable with you. But all I was going to say with that is that is I feel like the most important thing is that both people in the relationship are clear about their the same intentions. Yeah. And where they want this to go. Because if both people are just down for hooking up, that's totally fine. Totally fine. But if you want an actual relationship, both people need to be, think of, like, there needs to be clarity there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I think at least in my experience, being the single friend has the only time I really feel it. I felt it <laughs> is when we're all, when we do, th- when people bring their boyfriends oh, all yeah. around and like everyone's has a couple there. I one time went on a trip. Oh yeah. I remember this. Everybody <clears throat> had was in a relationship with me. We all went out to uh, Benihana <laughs> and oh, the bill comes around. No. All the boyfriends raise their hand. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, covering the mm-hmm. bill for them and their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the guy comes around to me. I'm like, oh, just me over here. <laughs> Thank you. And again, I have no shame in it because I do think every situation is what you make out of it, right? I could have yeah. turned that whole trip into a sob, lonely, oh my God, I don't have love. Or I could have did what I did and just become the entertainer of the trip. Every, mm-hmm. I mean, you can mix it and mingle with everybody. I think every, I'm just going into a tangent now, but it was still a great trip. And I was the only single person on there and the weather was not that good, but mm-hmm. every situation is what you make out of it. So true. But I, I just look back at that memory, that trip with such fond memories, even though aside from all the whatever mishaps, it was still a fantastic time because, you know, it was with all my friends and, you know, even though their boyfriends were there, I was able to get along with everybody. That's good. And bringing that back to my point of being single in, you know, in a sea of couples, I think it's important to not be resentful and jealous. And it's okay and natural to feel those things, but just don't act on it. You don't have to be bitter. I think it's, I, I really think it's troublesome when people are so bitter and, uh, just really rude about those yeah. Kind of things. I mean, I guess it all depends. You know what I realized too? It's like I haven't met many couples in New York City. Mm. You know, it's like now we're not going to have this problem because our friend group is literally, quite literally, all single people. Mm-hmm. I find that a lot of um, couples in New York usually are in their 30s. Mm. Have you met a lot of couples in New York? Um, only a few. Yeah, I, have, I haven't grown any striking observations about the dating pool yet only because like i see like you've been here longer than me yeah my at my work i don't know but it's good that we have our little group of singles yeah and again i think it's okay if you have people that are some everyone's on in different paths and i think yeah it's important that if you're um if you are that single person to just kind of own it it's so much yeah it's so much easier and and better to kind of be okay with the situation than to just be resentful of everyone around you. Yeah. But that's also not to say that's like, it's bad to want to be in a relationship. Of course. No. Cause like, I know for me, I know I'm going to be such like a, like a family kind of Becky homecky, like kind of girl homemaker, homemaker, but also like Kenzie Elizabeth is the best, a breadwinning housewife, you know, like I'm so excited for those days, but at the same time, I don't want to wish away independence. Yeah. I don't want to wish away that so soon. And, um, of course, I would love to be in a relationship, but I'm not going to, like, push and rush for anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to date someone until I know, like, that's a person I would really see a future with. Mm -hmm. Because you also have to think about it this way. How would you feel about recreating that person? That's basically what you're doing when you have kids with someone. I know. You're recreating that person. Telling of kind of, like, there's two different, like, perspectives I feel like we have here that you know, some people really value that idea of being, you know, a breadwinning housewife. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, myself, I can't see myself with children. That's okay. Entirely. But I will say, I don't like to put that out into the universe because I, I 
you never know. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to be very, like I say, in the moment mm-hmm. because how I feel now is maybe it's most likely not how I'm going to feel in 10 years. Right. So, but it's just, I feel still so young like yeah. to even imagine that life is crazy yeah. to me. It's just seems so, I mean, I, but again, you, when I was 13, I probably, I thought that 21 or 22 was so far away, yeah. but it's really not. No. Life is short. Life is so Life short. Life is so short if you really think about it. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, while we're on the topic, we're on the topic. Like, let's speak on it. Let's speak on um, it. But yeah, that wasn't one of the themes in company being, because no one dies in there, right? Not that I can recall. No, company was a really, it was, it was, it was very entertaining, very lighthearted. Also, to bring it back to Patty for one second, <laughs> I just wanted to say that her performance of Ladies Who Lunch. Oh my God. Does anyone still wear a hat? I feel like, how do we get this far? How do we get this far? Without that reference. Kennedy, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry. You probably said it 20 times before. Yeah, probably. I'll drink to that. Every time she agreed with something, she would I'll drink drink to that. It's so, oh my God. It's such a, it just works for so many scenarios. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think Patty's, I mean, everybody knows Patty's an entertainer. Oh yeah. And if you, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen the video of her with Chris Harper and like Uh yelling at the cast. I was worried. We were thinking, I was like, oh, what if we get yelled at by Patty? Mm -hmm. So put your your mask mask on. Yeah. She's so clean. Oh God. I love her. Um, hope to see her in something soon. I know she, she gave up her equity. Yes. We talked about that before. She's going on tour for something. She's doing, she's doing something. That. I just read that somewhere. But yeah, my again, my first experience to Patty was on Glee. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so unless I watched her in a movie before then, but I don't think so. You're an actress. And then she was in Hollywood. Yeah, she was. She was in Hollywood. She was in a, in a lot of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so camp. Yeah, where Patty stands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I think about company. Me too. Overall... I definitely think if you're in your 20s, 30s, check out this show. I mean, anyone could check it out. But if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you have. It's iconic. But I just think it's something that even if you're if you're new to theater and Broadway and stuff, it's not too hard of a story to understand. Yeah, but I do have to say, like, with the gender swap, to me, in my own little humble opinion, it was so much more entertaining. Because mm-hmm. when I saw the i don't know it was like a concert or something with neil patrick harris i was kind of bored mm. not gonna lie it didn't hit the same it, it does doesn't. not hit the same the revival no, was I loved so good so good but yeah thanks for listening everybody. thank you so much it's been such a pleasure what um, do you think of company what do you guys think of let company? us know let us if you've seen patty let's talk about it let's talk about it because it's just what a performance yeah i'll drink to that i'll drink to that Alrighty, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day. Please be or sure. Night. Or night. wherever you are. Please be sure to follow us on our Instagram, The Ladies Choice. And um, tune in next week where we'll talk about another Broadway topic. Yeah, we will. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.